Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Round Table with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Round Table with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Strebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. All right, Wildcats fans, uh, it was not the outcome that we wanted. It was a rough one today in South Carolina. The Cats only score 62 points uh, en route to losing 79-62 to at South Carolina. This is the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife UK basketball postgame show. I am Mike Gandolfo. It's a great lesson for us. It's a great lesson for a young team. Good evening and welcome into your Coors Light Louisville basketball postgame show. I'm Ethan Moore. The cards fall yet again this season, 83-69 to to Duke. And the losses are piling up and it's almost hard to keep track of them yet again. I thought that uh, we showed our growth. Um, we've shown that at times we can play with a team like Duke. Tanner's here. Tanner, I apologize to you directly. I don't really care for you, Tanner, but this is, you know, I have to apologize anyway. Whoa! Wait, who was that? It was Louie! Louie! Wow! Louie! I don't Why really care. Wow! I don't really care for you, Tanner. Where did that come from? Man, Tanner's is, Tanner's is like, hey, I just have I have a I have a hipster mustache and I, I wear my hat backwards. Yeah. It's all good. Like Tanner's he's just a bro dude. Yeah, Tanner does not like make waves. No, he, way. I don't really care. It's the round table here on ESPN 681057. I'm James Treble, Anna Trillo with me. James Black is always having a fun show on a Wednesday. That's how we do it here. 27 area locations. Walk-in, drive-through, delivery, Cox's, and Evergreen Liquors. And it's Wednesday. You know what that means? Buy three cigars, get one free, because that's what they do every Wednesday. Doesn't have to be the Derby. Doesn't have to be March Madness. Doesn't have to be the Super Bowl. They do it every Wednesday. So along with the wine, the craft beer, all the select bourbons, they have some high-end bourbons. If you want some high-end bourbon, check that out. If you just want some Old Forester, they got that too. Not that old. That's not a knock Old Forester. That's my go-to. That but I just want a nice yeah, that old foe just want a nice little bourbon to sip on. I get that old Forester. They got the the mixers. They got more. They got everything you need at Cox's and Evergreen Louisville uh, Liquor. Sorry, it's Louisville's go-to liquor store. Cox'sLouisville.com. So check them out and uh, get them ready for your weekend. There you go. So Anna Trullo here again as we, uh, we've we been reacting to uh, loser basketball here uh. on the show today as both the Cats and the Cards fall by double digits last night. Louisville, you know, we kind of expected that and you know that's not a it's not a diss on the cards i'm not sitting here trying to be hot take streeble here and be like oh cards <laughs> stuck i mean i mean even little fans are like yeah we you know we we come to we we time to um 
We, we've come to to expect that from Louisville, now Kentucky. Different story, yeah, you know. Them losing on the road, <laughs> them <laughs> them losing on the road, uh, you know, uh, against a you know SEC opponent. If it's close overtime, like Texas A and M, it's kind of like one of those things. Like David Sisk said earlier, you know, you're kind of a, or Kendrick Haskins actually is his point. It's like okay, you're kind of annoyed by it, right? But you know, red flags aren't going up, but. A red flag went up last night. For sure. Multiple red flags. Yes. Uh, as Kentucky just looks incompetent against South Carolina. So here we go, Aina. There's some numbers here. Uh, this is this is from uh, Cat's Paul. Okay. com, <laughs> And they did Kentucky by the numbers okay. last night in their loss, <clears throat> excuse me, to South Carolina. And this is by Chris Fisher. I want to make sure we give the, 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 the individual the correct uh, props here. So here we go. So we know team record notes, the, the, the coaching notes. Uh, Cal Perry's only, I think he's, what is he? He's sixteen and six versus uh, South Carolina, but he's only like five and three or five and four at South Carolina. What? Like his record there is not good. What? Yeah, yeah. He he he's like for whatever reason he like they don't play well at South Carolina. So here's here's some notes that aren't good. Um, Kentucky scored a season low sixty two points at South Carolina. The Wildcats entered the game leading the nation at ninety one point six points per game. UK ended streaks of scoring at least eighty seven points in eight straight games and scoring at least ninety in four straight SEC games. Uh, let's see here. UK continued streak of good free throw shooting. Uh, they're eighty eight percent, so that wasn't bad. Uh, skipping the players note. So first half here's here's where the issues were so um kentucky led with 21 16 with 833 left so this at this point in the game man i'm like okay we're good yeah i thought they were gonna make a run there too yeah like we figured it out here comes the run mm-hmm. by halftime we're gonna be up double digits yeah and then south carolina closed the half with a 17 to 4 run that's what i'm used to kentucky doing Do to other teams yep Going, going, you know, going on those big runs, getting out in front of them. Kentucky is now one in three this season when trailing at halftime. What one in three this season when trailing at halftime? So this team is a team that you know, as much as we say, oh, you know, if we get down or whatever, I feel good about because we can score. That that stat tells you differently. Yep. If they're down at half, it, it, it ain't it ain't good. And I wonder what that one was. It was probably a shorter lead uh, for the other team. You know, yeah. a smaller lead. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that big of a lead. Okay, so Kentucky, this is the second half. Kentucky closed within 40 to 38, but then South Carolina went on a 26 to 8 Yikes. spurt. 26 to 8 spurt for the largest lead of the game, which was 66 46 with six minutes remaining. Kentucky got within 14 points on two occasions, but they didn't get closer from there. So though I mean that's an Anna, that's an eye pop those are two eye popping numbers to me seventeen four to close mm-hmm. the half and then when Kentucky went got closed it and got to forty and that's again at that point at forty to thirty eight I'm like okay now now here we go yep now we're good to go twenty six to eight run was <laughs> the answer on that kind of run when you know Cal is subbing like he is nothing you're doing is stopping the bleeding like that's no. insane no. that is insane. 
It's a, it's a problem for the whole team. It's not one guy's having a bad night. No. It means you don't know what you're doing out there on either side of the court. The whole team's having a bad night. The whole, yeah. The entire... And the coaching staff's having maybe a worse night. Right. Oh, yeah. And that's, I guess that is one of the, 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 the debates here. And we, we can talk about that here in a minute. But I did want to say this before we moved on. Okay. So, so SEC records, as of now, uh, they're 4-2 in the SEC. So last year... They finished the season twelve and six in the AC in the SEC. They were three and three after six games, so only one game better. Like I, I mean, David Sis was telling us earlier, Anna, they've got a tough stretch coming up. Mm-hmm. The year before that, twenty nineteen, that's when they lost the first round of St. Peter's. They were fifteen and three in the in the SEC, five and one. I'm sorry. They were 14 and four in the SEC, five and one after six games. The I, I skipped the COVID year. Yeah. The year before that, 15 and three, five and one after six games. That was the Nick Richards year. The Nick Richards, Emmanuel Quigley, Tyrese oh, Maxey year. Man. 2019. This was the PJ Washington Tyler Hero year where they went to the Elite Eight. Could uh-huh. have gone to the Final Four if they would have beat Auburn yep. in the NCAA tur- tournament. Again, 15 and three in the SEC, five and one after six oh, games. Oh man. So. This is not stacking up well. That's not no, that, and that that's that's the thing that I came away with is like okay, let's put it puts them into perspective. Yes, you could be averaging you know the, the highest amount of points in the country. Sure, that's fine, but you're obviously lacking. You're you're the discrepancies are too big. Is what that showed me last night on defense. Right to expect too big of a run. I mean, you can't even beat South Carolina at home. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? No, it, it's it's these are these are worrisome numbers. Now, something else I wanted to get to, and I got lost in the conversation earlier. But the Aduthiero conversation got mm, weird last night. Real weird. Real weird. So uh, this was from Anthony Wireman uh, on Twitter. This this piqued my interest last night. I was like, oh wow. But uh, at a Wireman said uh, John Calipari says Aduthiero isn't playing tonight. Quote. But watching him, I'm not sure why he isn't playing. End quote. That's an interesting comment by Coach Cal. What, Who's what you- making the decisions? You're just letting the players decide? How do you not know? And if so, and you do know and you're throwing off, what kind of game is that? What kind of little game you're playing with the media is that? And, 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 and that's exactly what it felt like because what it did was, and this is a this is a misstep by Cal Perry in my estimation. <laughs> this is a big misstep by him because all it did was put the focus on Adu Thero, and then people started making assumptions. Bingo. And then Adu Thero's dad was on Twitter saying, I can't believe they're having all these theories about why he's out. Well, why don't you dispel the rumors about why he's out? If you want to get on Twitter, Adutiero's dad, and be mad at the theories about what's going on, there's been no information. General soreness, are you kidding me? It's all it is. It's just general soreness. For how many games? And then your coach is saying that? Well, and then he was practicing. They had had, uh, pictures of him in his practice uniform. And and, and look, I believe Cal. I don't think Cal's going out there and saying, oh, yeah, I saw him dunking, and he would make that up. So who is deciding this? Players first, Dana. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Get control of your program. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I don't know. That that added to the weirdness of the previous uh, of last night. Um, it, it was just I, that that should have been a harbinger of things weren't going to be good. Yeah, I, it, it almost feels like Calipari 
kind of knew maybe what was going to happen mm-hmm. because I mean you know he watches these teams uh-huh. you know he as, as much as people want to say like he doesn't watch the games he just rolls the ball out and he'll even tell you like we don't prepare for other teams we just prepare for ourselves or whatever <laughs> he watched South Carolina and he's like okay this is the toughness is going to be an issue tonight yep. and he was that was his way of telling us like okay we're going to need a new hero tonight like yep. we need we needed him tonight mm-hmm. he's not going to be available it's almost like he was like kind of like letting the fan base know like uh-huh. hey we might be in trouble here. Yep. And adjust your expectations. That was the first time he's really brought the Adu Thero thing yeah. up like this. Very, uh, very, very, very strange to miss yeah. that many games for general soreness. So what? Um, so what are your expectations now? Because oh. we were we were up on you know the highest of highs, the the, the big pedestal. We were saying you know this Final Four bust, all these other things. Yeah. What did what did last night do for you, Anna? Did it temper your expectations? Did oh, it yeah. shatter your expectations? Mm, what did it do? Not quite. Did it black shatter. pill you or what? Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm firmly red pilled right now on this team. But um, you know, it, it's much it still less. Has to be Final th- Four bust. That specific game. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was yesterday. It was yesterday that yeah. still has to be today though yeah I, I, i'm still there but go ahead i, I want Ada's thoughts first and I'll, oh in terms of what i think will be acceptable final four or bus is that yeah. what you're asking well or that what is I just like your outlook do. like do you my still outlook yes yeah no i don't think with that kind of defense that kind of performance and what i saw from the coaching staff more so an inability to make any kind of adjustment and it's also the stats that i've seen recently just how bad this team is in comparison um what was it? I, I saw a stat. I think Kentucky ranks like 73rd or something and like defense, some yep. defensive stat. And then uh, it, it was either other Final Four teams or other successful Kentucky teams were in like the 20s like yeah. as the lowest. Yeah. So what? That to me is like insurmountable. That is a huge difference. Yeah. And then seeing the Corey Price stat about how this is the most teams have averaged in the first six games of the SEC for a Kentucky team. In 91 years since Kentucky's been in the conference. Now, I know Kentucky's playing high-octane offense. They like to play a faster tempo, which gives the other team you know, more opportunity more positions, to score. More positions, yeah. But that just does not read well for me going into a tur- the tournament. I mean, they could change a bit since then, but right now at this point in the season, if it's still that big of a discrepancy, I don't feel good about. Well, it's that. January twenty fourth. Yeah, and you, you would think yeah. that with you know during camp, you know, quote Camp Cal yeah. during the break period that these 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 issues of toughness and defensive awareness and all of that would have been addressed. Uh-huh. And I thought you know that, that's the entire reason for Camp Cal is to. Yep to address the minutia uh-huh. to get down and dirty on the details of what you're doing and, and you know what 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 has cal always done you know historically coaching he always installs the defense first mm-hmm. and then lets the offense you know come, come as the season goes along yeah and it's like the opposites occurred like they did yeah. they focused so much on the offense and thought oh well you know defensively we'll we'll get there they had we have athletes we have dogs yeah we've got this that the other it'll come and it just it has not matriculated at and all I think in there that was still some kind of hope as well that that offense can really get you out of anything like a historically good offense yeah like okay if we get down or whatever boom we'll turn on the jets and we'll figure it out mm-hmm. and we'll shoot our way out of it and last night and it just did is the first time that you really sat and you thought we're not getting out of this i think it just showed you the depth of of how bad they are struggling defensively when yeah. you have that off night and you can't get out of the hole. And, you know, Z, Z 
played how I expected him to play in his first game last night. You know, he was he was fine, but mm-hmm. I think that little flash in the pan of what we saw in the Georgia game, you know, that that's not what we're going to see all the time. You can't put your expectations up there that he's always going to show up that way. Be, well, I struggle with that because I, I don't want to phrase this. I don't, I don't want to like, <clears throat> I don't want to be too hard on the kid i'm not trying to be hard on the kid and i don't think it was his fault i i, I wonder all right let's talk about it then let's let's do this <laughs> the lineups yeah okay oh. he, he he he's playing too many dudes i think no that question. i think that's part of the problem yeah i think part of the problem is there are some guys that need less minutes i think we both agree justin edwards needs less minutes um, I think Uganon Yinso needs less minutes. <sighs> who who else though? I mean, that's the thing is like the bulk of the minutes should be played by Antonio Reeves, DJ, DJ. Wagner, Reed Shepard, Rob Dillingham for sure. And Trey Mitchell. And Trey Mitchell. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. Those, 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 are the, those are the five. I'm on the fence about Rob. I feel like he'd be okay coming off the bench. Do you think? I think okay coming off the bench, but I'm, I'm saying like but, he, like he needs game, to move. Yeah, I think sure. I think he's a guy that if you pulled him over and, and you were like, look, bro, you need to do this on defense. Like you need to quit. Yeah, and he would listen. He would do it. Like, he's I, the only one that Cal like, feels comfortable giving it to him in the game yes, on the bench. I, I agree. Like getting in his face talking. To I him. think Rob Dillingham would buy it and be like, okay, I, think, I feel the same way about Reed Shepard. Uh-huh. I, I feel like yeah. if you sat him down, it was like, look, man, like you you got to be more aggressive. They would mop the floors after a game if you asked them to. Yes, those both, two both players those guys. Would. Yes, one hundred percent. I know. Earlier the season, I was like, oh, you know, starting doesn't matter. Da 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 da. And, and, and to its core, I still believe in that. But what has Justin Edwards done to earn a starting position? And I, I think as far as the bigs are concerned, you roll with Bradshaw. Yep. And you roll Trey. with Avisic. Okay. okay. Well, no, Trey, Trey. Trey, 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 I put on, I, like, I'm talking about just like, quote, center position. Okay, cool, cool. I mean, Trey's, okay, yeah. Trey's got that locked down. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the four spot, like, this is. don't take Trey out. Yeah. <laughs> unless you, unless, he, unless he's hurt or he needs right. to take a break. Let like, don't, don't Trey take him out. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about just, just that, that, Five position. Five, yeah. I think uh, Ugana Yenso. I think uh, I think Yenso and Justin Edwards are in the camp of you put them in when there's foul trouble or someone needs a break. Yeah, but I think Ugana even contributes more than he Justin does. Edwards. No, you're right. He does. Like, he, he at least will block shots. Yeah. He at least is and a can presence. Be some sort of physical presence in the middle. Ex- exactly. And the weird thing is, like, okay, so what do you do with a Dutero when he does come back? Like, how, like, do you work him in? Is there discontent between him and John Calipari now? Because I think he's an important player. Maybe not this year, yeah. long term, but there could be games For where physicality, you, yeah, you they put need him, him. You put him in, and he changes. Like, last night, they needed him in they that South Carolina him. game. Yep. Just to be tough. Just to, like, make things difficult on South Carolina and, and, and be a toughness. And next year, I think a kid's going to be, like, he's going to keep getting better oh, and better. Like, next year, I think that dude's going to be a beast. Very high ceiling. Very high ceiling. Mm-hmm. So, I... Like it's 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 a problem for John Calipari right now that needs solving. And I don't think it's as hard as of a solve as it's being made out to be right now. Just you shouldn't be playing as many people as you're playing or switching lineups as much as you are. Like 
It's insane. How can any of them get comfortable and in a rhythm right. when you haven't even been and on the floor happy, with these yeah, people? Yeah, and this year, he like I don't feel like people were looking over their shoulders as much as they were. Like last night was really the first time that I felt like players were looking over the sideline. Mm-hmm. Is he going to pull me? Trouble? Is he going to pull me? Is he going to pull me? Yep. Like I, 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 I felt that happening last night, and that's it. That happened last year. It happened the year before, uh-huh. with, especially with like Davion Mintz. Oh, he yeah. put him in that spot a lot last year. Chris Livingston was in that spot a lot. You know, even guys like Keon Brooks mm-hmm. were in that spot where it's like, is he going to take me out? Am I going to never get comfortable? Is he going to bench me? Sophia yeah. Wheeler could never like he, like Cal's got to he's got to shorten that. And he always likes shortening that rotation to seven or eight players. Uh-huh. He hasn't done that yet. Yep. It's 10 guys. You can't have 10 guys. That's not what you've built this on, Cal. You've got to have seven dudes, eight dudes at the max. And then your reserve. And that's who you're rolling with. Your reserves for me are, for now, Adu, Ugana, Justin Edwards. Yep. Those need to be the reserves. Oh, just, Roll with everybody else. How, what, we're just, how is Justin Edwards rated so highly? I just don't, I can't I see I don't it. know. There's, it's, been, it's happened before. You think, uh, we mentioned earlier, Scala BCA, Khalil Whitney. Oh, yeah. It never got on, he never, he never got it. I mean, there's been guys that have been ranked high. Uh, Quade Green, he was a five-star, oh, number one point yeah. guard in the country. He never got it. I mean, there's dudes that just never get it. Never adjust it, to it. It, it. it feels like Justin Edwards is on that path. Yep. And I think, yeah, you, you, he's just got to get strict with who he's going to play and let the egos and the attitudes just fall where they may. Yeah. At this point, it's hurting the whole team. And it doesn't feel like this team would have like an attitude blowback. Mm-mm. And he can't be worried about, oh, if I lose Justin Edwards, well, I, you know, you're losing it games. Could be <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you could be losing the tournament. Yeah. You could be losing. You want to lose this guy yeah, or the tournament. You're losing your, your standing in, in the, you're losing seed lines. Yeah. You're losing, you know, you're, 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 you're standing in the top 25. Uh-huh. You're losing much more than just losing Justin Edwards. And I, I don't want to be crass here, but college basketball is a business. College athletics is a business yeah you're paid to make the best decisions for the team to make money and win games Mm -hmm. just don't be scared to hurt feelings just let the chips fall where they may i don't know that's part of being a coach it's part of being having control of your program yeah don't start you should know better than anyone don't start (laughs) campaign all right let's read some text before we take a break texter um were you talking about a do or Shaden Sharp? LOL. I don't think it's a Shaden Sharp uh, situation, <laughs> but it's weird. Uh, texter, Quentin Tarantino is definitely an alien. I would agree with that. Oh, yeah. He's got a weird foot thing, kind of like he Rex does. Ryan. He oh, does. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ragamuffin gospel definitely isn't the Berenstein Bears. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't it. know why. Bear, why Berenstein Bears? What do, the, what do the Berenstein Bears do? You know all about the Mandela effect, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Berenstein, okay. Berenstein, Berenstein. Berenstein. Absolutely. In the cornucopia. Yes, I, I saw that the other day. Like it always had a cornucopia. Yeah, what the I hell? Weird had or Kazam. Yes, or Shazam. Yeah, Kazam, Kazam was the one with Sinbad, right? Uh, Shazam was Sinbad. Kazam was Shaq. Shaq. Yes. But one of them, the Shaq one doesn't exist. No, the Shaq one does exist. The Sinbad one doesn't no, exist. Wait, what? Yeah, there's a there's a genie movie with Shaq. There's not a, like we all remember a genie movie with Sinbad. <laughs> it's so deep but that it I literally am remembering it wrong. That I yeah. Oh no, I'm so here confused. I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, Shaq Shaquille O'Neal's. Uh, let's look at Shaquille O'Neal's uh, his movie appearances here. 
Shaq. Fire up the IMDb. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. You're damn right. All right, there we go. Here's Shaq's movie. <laughs> Here's his movie catalog, Anna. I, I, I love that we're here right now. <laughs> we're, we just went to like deep diving the, the roster to what movies? Shaq was in Kazam. Ka- okay, Shaq was in Shaq Kazam. Shaq was in Kazam, which has a 3.1 rating. It was a on, good movie. <laughs> not according to IMDb. It has, a, trust it has a 3.1 rating on IMDb. His movie Steel has a 3.1 point zero rating on IMDb. Let's see what else he's been in. Hold on. I got I gotta see. Like okay, actor, here we go. Actor, uh Shaq's Garage. What? Hustle. He's been on AEW Dynamite. I think these are all like where he's appeared as as, as himself. himself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this, this absolutely is okay. Let me. What about movies he's been in where he's not like himself? Actor. Here we go. He's been in seventy six uh, movies. No, well, this isn't. It's not cooperating with me. So never mind. Oh we'll, we'll skip man! This. Damn. I see. I could have sworn it was Sinbad. That that one's got me. Sinbad bad. Sinbad was Damn. Shazam. Yeah. Shaq is Kazam. But Shazam. Sinbad, Sinbad was Shazam. But it doesn't exist. And it doesn't exist. Oh. Yeah, I know. The Mandela on. effect. Texter, if UK makes the Final Four, it would defy every metric maintained by Ken Palm or the net rankings for the last 25 years. Cannot be the 100th most efficient defensive team and expect the Final Four. Texter, yep. Elite Eight is reasonable to expect. Can't read too much into a January conference loss. Even Patino's and Cal's best teams have had a late season clunker in the tournament. It will all be about matchups. It is every year. Kentucky had eight turnovers, seven assists, and only four 13 from three. Only 13 threes attempted. I thought this team reigned through little z got dunked on <laughs> he did three times it was so bad it was bad oh it was bad all right let's go ahead and let's take a break before we get into our final segment of the show and hey let me tell you about our friends over at 502 hemp and 812 hemp 502 hemp over here in louisville the douglas hills location the 812 hemp location over in clarksville indiana off the lewis and clark parkway they got everything you need if you're into cbd and and all that good stuff they've got it all they've got the vape they got the bath bombs they've got the gummies they had the oils anything and everything you need go check them out dd taylor and her associates will help you out they've been rated the best by the we the, the the Leo when it comes to uh, hemp stores in Louisville, they've got you, and it's not all you know the, the stuff that'll make you feel funny and lightheaded and good. They have stuff there too that, that for regular usage, uh, for for your muscles, your joints, uh, joint pain, uh, at you know workout recovery, things of that nature. They've got it all. They got new products, cereal, cereal bars, brownies, new gummies for nighttime, daytime, whatever you need. Five hundred two hempcom eight one two hempcom Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. But I'm the shack nipper standing in my b-ball stands, I know you heard. I stop fires like Donnie Wahlberg. I make paste and steak out of state, state to state, because I'm too great. Hold up, wait. I get vexed when you disrespect. Should I put you in check or should I break your neck? You think you're hard, but your lyrics are soft. 
I hate when MCs yell to get their point across, and I can't go on them. Nobody yeah, listen to the Round Roundtable with Round Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Striebel. Shaq's got some flow in, huh? Shaq's got some bars, baby. Not too bad. That just really pumped me up. Yeah. Well, I might have to bump that on the way home. Shaquille, oh, yeah, you're going to go on to Spotify or, or Apple Music and bump some <laughs> Shaq archives. on the way home. There you go. Uh, hey, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife Post Game Show. That'll be Saturday as Kentucky takes on Arkansas. Mike Gandolfo, Jason Hitt, Zach Cantrell, they'll got you at about 9 p.m. And don't forget uh, to go to the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife uh, website. Enter for the 2024 Elk Draw today. So there you go. 437-9680 UPS Jobs text line. Uh, got a lot of stuff uh, to finish up the show with. Uh, let's go ahead and and look. Here, oh, James James sent us the album. It's, uh, was it Shaq Diesel? Shaq Diesel. Diesel. Shaq Diesel. There we go. Man. A little Shaq Diesel for you. Right. Foo Snickens against you. <laughs> Foo Snickens. Oh yeah. Can we rock? What What's up, Doc? is a, a rap group and Shaq did a song with them. They're, wow. They're Foo Snickens. That's a beautiful yeah, that's a throwback is what that Word. is. Yeah. All right, so Bourbon and Beyond. Yep. The the band the band uh lineup has been announced. Now we don't know what days uh they're being played, but I, oh I just saw one that's oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I just saw something. What that, did you see? Okay, so I'll get to it here in a second. Oh so here gosh. here's the lineup. Okay. Zach Bryan, Dave Matthews band, Tyler Childers, and Neil Young. They're like the they're like the headliners. Yeah. Okay. Any of those do anything for you? Neil Young, sure. I would love to see Neil but Young. How is Zach Bryan the first name on there? I don't it's know. It's making me so angry. It's a hot take. I don't like Zach Bryan or I Tyler Childers. I do not like Zach Bryan or Tyler Childers. I, don't like and I swear we didn't plan to say this. Together. No, we, we didn't. I just don't. It's whiny. Yeah. It's like, it's not like a beautiful. It, oh, I hate it. I hate it. I do not. I like one Tyler Childers song. I don't like any Zach Bryan songs. And I like that kind of music. Right. But it just. I don't. I will turn the channel on that. Really? Yes, I don't like it I, at all. I, I'm with you. I don't like it now. I've seen Dave Matthews Band. I like Dave Matthews three Band. times. Uh, I like them every time I see them. They've been really, really good. So yeah. I, I want to see them. I want to see Neil Young. I want to see him do Heart of Gold live. Oh, it's one man. of my favorite Neil Young songs. Rocking in the Free World will be really good. Uh, I'd like to see Beck. I like Beck a lot. Loser, baby. Yeah, I like Love Beck. Beck. I just saw. I didn't. I didn't know match. I, I, this is the first time I saw a Matchbox Twenty. Man, I know. Matchbox I want to see Matchbox 20. Twenty so bad. I want to I I see oh, Rob I Thomas. Would, I would go just for them. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Unwell, push bright yeah. lights. Three a.m. I love Matchbox Twenty. It's three a.m. I must be lonely. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so. Fun. I want to see Matchbox Twenty so. I, just, I don't know how I just saw that Matchbox yeah. Twenty was yeah. a part of this. And but Zach Bryan's your first name on there. Yes. Get real. Dave Matthews Band's bigger. Dude. Neil Young's bigger. Beck's bigger. Matchbox 20's bigger. There's so many better. Okay, let's see. Melissa Etheridge, Teddy Swift, yes. Lyle Lovett. Lyle Lovett, yeah. Uh, I, I like My Morning Jacket. I've seen them like seven, eight times. Larry I like Fleet, to see them again. Alan Stone, Nico Moon. I mean, there's some. This it's a good Patty lineup. Patty Smith. Yeah, Patty Smith is on here. Yeah, absolutely. Yard String Band. See, like, I love that. Like, yeah. That, to me, is better. But if Marcus King, I think he's been there before. He's, like, the my favorite. The War on Drugs. I like, war on Drugs. Yeah, let's yeah see. Fleet, Fleet Foxes. I like Fleet, Fleet Foxes. Fleet Foxes are good. Let's see who's out. It's actually a good, it's a good lineup. Matt Kearney's good. Um, is he the guy with the hat? Ah, 
he wears like a hat. Yeah, I feel like he could. I feel like that would line up. I think up. he has a hat. Oh, Tedeschi yeah. trucks. I love Tedeschi. They're one of oh, my I don't favorite know who they are. Ever. Oh, so you, this is something you might go to. Yeah, but probably not. Probably not. So, I would rather just see it like a one-on-one concert. But I don't know. Matchbox 20 would maybe get me there. Oh, I would love. Uh, uh, Drew Diener agrees. He's, Matchbox 20 is the best one on the list. Yeah, they, they might be I would Drew. Put them first. I, 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 I do not care about Zach Bryan. I do not care about Tyler Children. I don't I'm either. So sorry. It's like I like Sturgill Simpson. Like I think he's good. But ooh, the wallflowers are on there yeah. too. All oh, the wallflowers. Yes, sir. That's some nineties. Jacob Dylan, baby. It's a, it's a Bob Dylan's uh, son. Oh no way. Yeah, Jacob Dylan. Yeah, what headline? Yeah, he did a great. Uh, yeah. They did a great cover of uh, David Bowie's uh, Heroes. Really? Uh, really for, on the Godzilla soundtrack in the nineties. It's a well, random soundtrack. Hello. Great song. Terrible movie. Uh, the head and the heart is good. Marin Morris, love her. I don't know who that is either. She's really good. She's country. Okay. So, the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys. I'll go see the. Even though Brian Wilson won't be there now. Infamous sound. Yeah. I don't know if James, if you're in the back, uh, if you if you if you could run to the run back here if you're not busy. James, if you can hear us, because this is this is this is amazing sound. So Brian Wilson. Who is like the brains behind the Beach Boys? Yeah, he's like the creative genius behind like everything they did. Pet okay. Sounds was one of the greatest albums yeah. ever ever made. Yeah. Good Vibrations. Oh, uh, wouldn't Beach it be Boys. nice? Okay, so Bob Valvano and God rest his soul, the sweetest man on earth, Mike Pratt. I love Mike Pratt. They interviewed Brian Wilson, like on the show. On the show, and Mike Pratt was so excited because he loved. The Beach Boys. I love that. They were his favorite band. I love that. And so they got they got Brian Wilson to do an interview, and it was a disaster. What was he mean? It was he was weird. Was he, he on drugs? It was, I, prob, well, he did a lot of LSD. Okay, so go ahead. This is this is this is famous ESPN oh, six eighty sound. This is this is uh, our actually good, one of my favorite sounds. Yeah, J- James loves this sound. Everybody loves this sound. This is Bob Valvano and the dear Mike Pratt interviewing Brian Wilson. It's awkward. Go ahead, James. Like if you're just riding in a cab and one of your songs comes on, what 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 do you have any reaction to it? What's your emotion? I feel thrilled. You've heard it so many times. It's it's amazing. You're still thrilled, huh? Yeah. Are you you're a baseball guy? Were you you based in LA, but you couldn't possibly have been rooting for the Red Sox, were you? I love the Red Sox. How did you develop that love affair? I don't know. <laughs> were you ever a Dodgers fan? I mean, as youngin, growing up? Yeah, I like I like the Dodgers. I was kind of hoping that you wrote all the surfing songs that never surfed. So, <laughs> but there were surfers right. in your group, correct? Right. Uh oh, does that mean our time's up? What is that? Yeah, our time's Uh-oh. up. Oh, all right. Well, send us a bill. That was a bit odd. That's you. all I can say. Come in here and be a prick on our show. What's that all about? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> poor Mike. <laughs> His dreams were crushed. That was, that was me. What? He just said yes. No. No. Yeah, I yeah, like them. I was thrilled. No, we're not all surfers. I like the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this, and then that weird sound is like, yeah, our time's up. No, he, he really is like a musical genius. Like it was back in the 60s. It was like musical geniuses, John Lennon and Brian Wilson. Like they were on the same wavelength, like the same what pedestal. And he heck? was completely awful. <laughs> he didn't even make sense. Yeah, he definitely took a trip and never came back. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's exactly. Yeah. You know, oh, okay. Th- let's get into this. Let's this get because into it. it's it's it, you know it's, it's uh, the show's almost over. Yeah. So did you know 
that uh, Brian Wilson's brother, Dennis Wilson, he's the drummer of the Beach Boys. Okay. He had like, he was really into the whole Manson family thing. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. You know, you know that? I, yes, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. He like, they stayed. They recorded his, together. Yeah, they recorded together. Yeah. They did. So, okay. So. Now, I, there's a lot of Manson family stuff that I don't. There's a book called Chaos, yeah, by Tom O'Neill. Okay, it, it, he so basically what he did, he was going to write an article on the, the the whatever anniversary of the Manson family murders, yeah, and I think it was for like I forgot what publications from it's a big big magazine, big okay. publication. And so he started doing research about it. And the deeper he got, the more he found was like the narrative about the Manson family isn't real. Like the, the 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 narrative that they were just some like hippie cult and uh, that they were inspired by the Beatles, Helter Skelter, and yeah. all this stuff. Like it wasn't real. Have you read that book? Yeah, I've read that it's book. So good. It's really good. So mm-hmm. it's Chaos Tom O'Neill. Put it at the top of your list. Okay. Okay. So so anyway, so Dennis Wilson, the drummer for the Beach Boys, was like intimately involved with the Manson family, and they were like hanging out at his house. And as you said, they recorded some songs with the Manson family, and the rest of the Beach Boys were kind of like, "Hey, man, like we need to like back like these people like because they always come around and ask for money, and they bring these girls around and all this like weird stuff, and like drugs were involved, obviously. Yeah, and and it was it was like it was like really really bad. And so like when the murders happened. Like Dennis Wilson freaked out, <laughs> and like he ended up dying like really, like really mysteriously and weird. Really? Like drowned in the ocean. It was yeah, but they, yeah, the, the the beach. Like you, you think of the Beach Boys, you think like, like, happy, nice, surfing summer. USA, we're just and, young American yeah. teens. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. We're gone, gone, and... we're gone, gone, gone. Till the daddy takes the T bird away, exactly. and it's all happy. And, yeah, it's and, all and, good. And, no, it's like dark, dark stuff. Like super, Ooh. super dark stuff. I mean, I bet yeah, they were, yeah, yeah. Imagine their reaction when they found out all those murders happened they were probably like Dennis like that guy was we at our told you, well, you they, idiot the, 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 like part of the narrative was that the the real reason he committed the, and I don't believe this because I, I like there's CIA stuff involved there's MK Ultra mind control Ooh. like oh yeah like we can do a whole weird Wednesday on this <laughs> we need to do this Let's by the do way it. I see I had to reread some of the book though to, to get like refresh my memory anyway so one of the narratives was that the reason why Charles Manson went on this killing spree, though he didn't kill anybody. He it, had people do it. He had people do it. Yeah. The, the, he was mad because Dennis Wilson kept promising that they're going to sign him to the, like this big record deal. And it never happened because he'd take it to the record execs and like play Charles Manson's music, and they'd be like, "This sucks." sucks. This like, we, yeah, good. like this is not good. Like, we're not signing this guy. Yeah. So, like, the murders, the the La Bianca and the Sharon Tate murders yeah. were retaliation, that. but that's not like that's yeah. not what it was. It's the, that the, doesn't the, make yeah. sense to me. There's is, no way you just dive off that. It was the CIA operative to kill the um, the the peace movement. To co-op oh. the like the hippie movement because it was a counterculture movement. It yeah. was very anti-war. Yeah, and what was going on there was obviously the Vietnam War was going on, and it was the you know the flower power uh-huh. you know going against the government yeah. and no we're not for this war and like every other war that we'd been a part of yeah. historically like it, it had it had you Momentum know and support it, exactly like a, like a, a groundswell mm-hmm. of support by the citizens. It was really the first time that the government ever got pushed back. Like hey wait a minute why exactly are we there what are we doing there? Yeah. Why are we sending all these young men and women to die over there? What what exactly is the goal here? Yeah. And so it was a, it was a CIA operation to kill the counterculture movement, to subvert the counterculture movement and end it. 
And it was that was the summer like now was the summer of love, and the end of the summer of love was the Manson family so murders, they, and it it was all over. So they made it seem like they were hippies and stuff when really they weren't. Is that exactly. what you're saying? That's part of it. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, that, that's part of it. CIA talking about blue pill, red pill stuff. That would almost that's scare a, there's, me. There's, there's another one for you. Yeah, exactly. Another like CIA. That, yeah, CIA. It goes so deep. And, that's crazy. And, well, Charles Manson was arrested so many times. Yeah, he's also was born that. in West Virginia, so. And he lived in Kentucky. Yeah. He lived in northern Kentucky mm-hmm. uh, by Cincinnati. The town he lived in, Kentucky, has all this like weird history. Just like, mm. it's like, it's, it's, it's bad. Like, you don't ever go there. <laughs> don't yeah, do ever not go there. Go there. Yeah. And so he, he spent like his entire life in penitentiaries. Yeah. But when he reached a certain age, he kept committing all these crimes, but he'd always get out. And it would be, they're, they're like, okay, how's he not in jail longer for all these crimes he committed? They kept letting him out, letting him out, letting him out. Yeah. So people think that he was like a CIA mind control operative <gasps> and that he was kind of like in on the entire thing. Yes. There's, That's scary. There's a whole thing with the hate Ashbury scene in San Francisco where, yeah. again, it was like, oh, yeah, it's all love and everything. There's like some really dark stuff going oh, on. sure. Did you know that Jim Morrison's dad was like an Air Force like admiral? I think I did know that. And he was the one that that uh, that lied about the Gulf of Tonkin stuff to get us into Vietnam. No way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Jim, oh, like they the think doors. the doors, were, the doors were a psyop too. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, the whole Laurel Canyon scene and everything uh-huh. with like the doors and Janis Joplin and yeah. all that. It was all, it's, it was it's all a, like, it's a psyop. It's, really? it's to get you, again, to subvert the counterculture. They saw the counterculture happening and to subvert it, the government got involved and sh- like they shut it down with, with all this stuff. What? Yeah. This is insane. Yeah. And even just like the name The Doors is crazy. The Doors of Perception. Yeah. That's where it, it, it it's, opens your mind. So it was a, it was, they named it, uh, uh, they named their band, allegedly, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, based on a book by Aldous Huxley. Okay. And he, he, so Aldous Huxley wrote this book called The Doors of Perception. Yeah. And it, like he did a bunch of like LSD and drugs. Yeah. And it was all about his experiences and how to open the doors of perception. So that's where the doors got their name from that, that book. So what do you mean they're a PSYOP? Uh, government psychological operation. So like they were, cre- the band was like created by the government, you're yes. saying? You Allegedly. It? And Janis Joplin? I don't think Janis Joplin... I think the doors maybe just because of who his dad was. Yeah. Like his dad was like big time That's in the Pentagon. Too close of a yeah, connection. Yeah, really coincidental, right? And, and then the, 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 the Charles Manson stuff for sure, I think, was no definitely a CIA operation. Uh, yeah. Yes. yes. To pin it all on the hippies. Oh, yeah. All the It's the hippies. They're, they're the ones that are they're singing. It's not the government. It's not uh-huh. Vietnam. It's the hippies. They're the problem. They're ruining our exactly. lives. Yep. And then Vincent Bugliosi, who was the uh, attorney that wrote Helter Skelter, yeah. the book and everything, like he was. He's like he's a fraud too. Really, complete fraud. Get out. Trying to read the Tom O'Neill book. Yeah, he's an investigative journalist. The book's like three hundred fifty pages, okay. but it goes so deep. Okay, so good. Let's go. Yeah, I didn't expect us to end the no. show with Charles Manson, We've but there we go. Shaq, Charles Manson. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a fun show today. It was a good, an one. interesting show today. We went all over the map. We did a little extra bonus episode of Weird Wednesday at the very end, the last ten minutes <laughs> of the show, uh, just because um, I don't even know how we got on the oh the, the Beach Boys. Oh yeah, the, the Beach, Beach Boys. Boys and Dennis yeah, Wilson, the Bourbon and Beyond. Yeah, and, yeah, Bourbon and, and Beyond. Kevin Love's uncle was a Beach Kevin, Boy too. Yes, he was. Oh, Mike Love. Yeah, yes, yeah. and Mike Love and Brian Wilson hated each other, even really? though they were cousins, because Mike. Love wanted to keep up like the fun hit like the fun surfer stuff, and Brian Wilson wanted to get like weird no. with it. Yeah, and though they had a beef, <laughs> and we know he's weird. We and heard that exactly. So the 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 version of the Beach Boys you'll see at Bourbon Beyond is like the Mike Love version. Good, it's like the 
the way happy down version. in Kokomo, uh, Bermuda. Yeah, Bahamas. Come on, pretty mama. It wasn't a real place. Yeah, exactly. Kokomo's All right. So not. there we go. Uh, let's end the show. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, James. Thank you, Texters. Thank you, David Sisk. Thank you, Kendrick Haskins. Appreciate it all. Back tomorrow here on the roundtable.